Welcome back to Comic School, everybody. I'm Mike Dando, Associate Professor of English at St. Cloud State University, and uh, I am super excited and glad that you could join us for another edition of Comic School. This is a super special collector's edition because we're at our second part of our giant size team up with the words, images, and worlds podcast. Um, our guest today, um, Jason DeHart, has uh, interviewed me, and mm-hmm. I am going to return the favor. So this is a um, this is one of those uh, events, right? A comics That's event right. where you have to go pick up you have to go pick up uh, Uncanny X Men, but you also have to pick up Excalibur as well if yes. you want the other part. It um, has the the holofoil cover. Yeah, exactly. It's bagged. There's a trading card. That's, oh, there's the, a trading card. <laughs> it's, <right>. <laughs> it, it's embossed. Oh, yeah, all yes. kind of all kind of good stuff. Um, oh, oh, 90s comics. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we are excited to welcome uh, Jason DeHart. Uh, thank you for joining us, uh, brother. I really really appreciate it. Um, as it, I said, it is you, my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. As I said, you, you, uh, you currently are hosting, uh, were words, images and worlds, um, which is fantastic. And you're also, um, uh, involved with another podcast. Is that correct? I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually inspired to start a podcast. So the story of the podcast is that it began as a blog, uh, very, very fancy, you know, through Gmail blog. And I thought, why not step into the world of sharing content by video and audio and the digital revolution? And so I was inspired by a friend who's a middle school English teacher and also loves comics, Adam Piles. And we do a show called The Comic Obsessive, where we talk about comics uh, every now and then when we, when we have time to connect. Um, and I thought, well, why not bring my love of literacy and broaden it a little bit and take it to this other show words images and worlds which came from a blog called dr j reads or something like that Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. like i was gonna do dr d reads because my students call me dr d more than more than often than more often than not but when you put that in a url it's like dr dreads and i was (laughs) like well i'm not i'm not gonna do like a horror show that, and my hair's not that is long it, is so. that an alternate universe judge dread is it dr that's dread right. I'm, that's right as oh, a yeah. law professor uh that's right. <laughs> um that's that's fantastic and we um we've talked about um we talked we've got a ton on on deck um issues near and dear to my heart but we start every episode um, as all good um, comics related things do with an origin story. So, yes. Um, do, you said Dr. D, do, which is funny because you can my name is also Jason. Dr. D. That's um, right. That's right. So, so the, the, the route that you took, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we hear take comics very seriously and, and all of our, all of our friends do too. So, what was your, um, just kind of your origin story with comics, with education? Yeah. Um, and and how did it um cont- how did that love how did that interest um bring you to where you are now absolutely this is free therapy this is great so it all started when i was seven um i loved comics loved comics as a kid never really connected with reading that much at school i remember my first reading assignment that i had to do in first grade it, it resonates in my mind because the teacher gave us something to read. We had a worksheet to do about it. And my answer to every question on the worksheet was because the story says so. And I thought, well, I've just, <laughs> I've cracked, I've cracked the system uh, because the story said so. I'm and the smartest on, man alive. Yeah, that's right. And it, it did not, the number on that, uh, the grade on that did not reflect my true intention. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I never really connected with reading much at school, especially elementary school, but I did read comics and I miss mm. school as often as possible. It's kind of a story and what not to do as far as school attendance, but I would play video games, read comics, mm. see movies, and I'd all just lived inside of my mind, film, comics, television, all of those things. I crossed over to novels that featured characters that I loved. And then later on, uh, in middle school, I connected a little bit more with school because I had teachers that said really nice things about writing and about things that I did. Right. 
And right. and that meant a lot. That was huge. Uh, Miss Shrewsbury, if you're still out there and you're still living. Um, and then Miss Christensen in high school. You know, we all have those teachers. We that, all have those sort teachers. Of look at us. Yeah. They, yeah they shouts out. Us. Shouts That's out to right. teachers. That's right. Um, so I, I did connect with school more in middle school and started to get kind of on that path. And I would still connect a lot of my reading to film. I mm. left comics aside somewhere in like 10th grade. I finally decided, hey, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, I'm the I'm the only older kid over here at the Walden Books spinning these racks. It feels a little embarrassing. Um, so I, I kind of left comics aside for a while. But then uh, long story short or short story long, uh, when I got to college and I uh, figured out, hey, teaching is the thing for me, yeah. I started teaching and my take was, okay, I've spent all of this time being a really, really good student. I had a master's degree. I'd read lots of things, all the dusty books, so as Ron Burgundy things. says. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Finally, leather, leather brown bound. tomes. <laughs> That's right. Rich That's right. Corinthian leather. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany. And so, yeah, I, I took all this stuff to the classroom with me, and then lo and behold, I was teaching eighth grade, and they did not care about uh edmund spencer coming before shakespeare in the canon and all of those things that i'd worked really hard on to get a good score on my praxis they just did not connect with that immediately mm. but that was also the year that this guy named robert downey jr premiered as iron man and suddenly, I'm sorry who i'm kidding <laughs> you know that guy that guy Dr. Oh, yes. Doctor yes. Doolittle. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he beat me to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, side note, there's a story where he says that's one of the most important films that he's done. That and I've seen yeah. the headline. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to read the background on that. Um, because I'm curious. But but yeah, he he sort of he's a person that I give a lot of uh, credit to for making comics cool and then Raina Telgemeier of course came along so yes. by the end of my second year I was having students make comics we were reading comics had students make comics adaptations of things we were reading uh, and I spent eight years as a middle school teacher teaching eighth grade it was the the eight by eight plan as I mm. like to tell people eight years doing that and finally I was like I need to try something else I need mm -hmm. to do something else uh, and I got a really nice invitation to do a doc program and get paid to do a doc program which is by far the best way to do a doc program um do you know Serge Batsakis do you know that guy yes well I know yeah. who I knew who I know who that is yes yes very very nice guy uh dear friend of mine he was the person that I emailed at the University of Tennessee Knoxville and said hey I'm really interested here's my GRE score here's whatever they needed from me um, and he wanted to work with me and so I worked with him for four years taught uh college level part-time that's taught part-time together that portmanteau i just did their tart i tart it tart tarted. that's right <laughs> um yeah absolutely so um yeah i i worked with him he did comics and continues to do comic studies mm -hmm. uh from a literacy perspective i did my dissertation in film because mm. i was like well he's got comics he's got that corner yep. uh and so i i branch to film and then uh so as i said along the way i was teaching part-time at the college level got hired at this place called app state where i was sort of the resident comics guy for about three years decided that was that was not the right place not the the right time and uh not the right vibe for me and so this is a long story by the way this is part two of if there's any place that epics belong it's here Right, right. And <laughs> oh, we so love it. Then, we love it. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> sorry. It's it's been a complicated path, but no, it's, uh, I no, it's fantastic. Um and 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 so you are now in you are now in the uh secondary classroom uh um, once again, yes? Yes, I'm a I'm a high school English teacher, still as I like to tell people, academia adjacent, which essentially means I get to live in two worlds. Actually, it's it's a whole multiverse. There are splits mm -hmm. now because mm -hmm. um, I love writing for teachers in open access spaces. I okay. also can craft a sentence that no one wants to read. And so I still continue to write in academic spaces as well. Um, <laughs> and I get to enjoy both of those. I love to write like Thor that thou may have for thus. I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm I'm laughing because I I just read a sentence like that and also wrote a sentence like that. So oh yes, I'm laughing. It's it's funny because it's true. Uh, yeah. so, but but you are uh, you are a and and dare I say a prolific. Uh, prolific author you have um you've contributed to many edit many fine edited volumes and i do mean that in not the ron burgundy sense but in the actual sense um <laughs> i was gonna say lots of leather bound books except of, they're yeah. digital now so, um yeah. um but lots of journal um you could check uh you could check jason's word at, work out at uh, the edutopia um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, the english journal a bunch of places so definitely check that out um fire up your computer your your infernal engine your computing machine whatever you're using um and um and check and check out um the work that he's done and it's funny that you said you know i wasn't into literacy and then um and i don't like to contradict my my guests uh during during the show but it sounds like well, you sure, were it, oh, it, so it sounds like you were into literacy and the schools just got it wrong yeah, right? because you said, yeah. Like, I wasn't in I wasn't into literacy but I consumed story Massively, voraciously yeah. Yeah. I went to movies I read comic books I even it said crossed over into novels you know perish perish the thought um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was that continued notion of trying to uh, and, and then you became um a professor of literacy you've written about I, literacy i did i so, did so, I have. So it's, it's very this, ironic right so this is very oh my, my origin story is not dissimilar in like i was like school is terrible uh yeah, learning is yeah. awesome school is bad <laughs> and works bad um and i still would be like that's basically on my cv learning is great yeah. and schools are schools can work better um but yeah, agreed agreed um and so i, I and and I don't want to tell too many tales, sort of uh, outside. But let's let's put it this way: um, you're amongst your your many um, interests is mm -hmm. is this interest that that I also share. Which um, and this this may end up being a two part uh, a, a two part uh, episode. Sure, um, sure. Attack because, of the Clones, absolutely. Because <laughs> because <laughs> comics, uh, your your interest really centers on. Um, or at least is related to uh, comics and critical literacy. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So you know, if if we could, um, let's 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 see if we can't get a working a working definition for what critical literacy is to you, and mm -hmm. how comics intersect with that. Because I think it's really important. Because kids are literate, and we've seen yeah. this. You've seen this in high school. I've seen. I I work in teacher ed with secondary students um secondary education students um and and students are are massively brilliant massively literate um multimodal uh, mm -hmm, multi mm -hmm. you know across um when we say multiple intelligences we mean it in the way that it's meant not in the way that it's used but using a yeah. variety of variety of intelligences to make sense of a to decode and and, and encode and recode a text absolutely so, so um talk to us a little bit about your interest there, if you would share with a, a little bit of a, for somebody who might not be um, uh, as, as familiar with that term, critical literacy, maybe we can start there and then talk about how comics sort of intersect with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say uh, jumping to critical literacy. I, I never really thought that that would be my path. I never thought that I would be critical in that way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a white middle-aged guy from the South, from a Protestant background, uh, cis, hetero, boring, boring in every possible way. Um, but you know, reaching into to criticality, it just seems to be part of it's a necessary step. It's yes. It's part of the world that we live in. And I feel like if you're honest and you're critiquing the world around you and you're trying to make a difference in education, which I hope I do in some small way, you have to be critical. So yeah. when I, when I say critical, I don't necessarily mean it in a political way. It can be, uh, but I don't, I don't think it has to be. I think that it's about being thoughtful yep. and, uh, really considering issues, considering ideas, asking questions, even if you don't necessarily arrive at an answer. I think that's part of being critical. And where comics come into that for me 
is, is part of what I push back on, which is this idea that comics are simple. Comics are only for a right. particular audience or any text. Right. Uh, you mentioned the the very, very complicated work that kids do as part of home literacy mm -hmm. uh, and school literacy, which I, I don't think live in two separate worlds there at all. Absolutely. Um, and I've had students come up to me as a middle school teacher. I had a student come up to me one time and say, Hey, you're, you're not going to like me. And this huh. was like the first week. And I was like, really, do I, do I not seem that friendly? And the student said, well, I don't <laughs> like to read. And mm. I was going, Oh my goodness, you're, you're connecting me to my content area. I'm this monolithic symbol for you yep. of uh, English and reading and all the ways that school has told you, you're not doing this and That's you're right. not good at this. That's right. And that's all that I love pushing back on that kind of idea because students are readily engaging yeah. in complex processes every day by virtue of social media, by virtue yep. of whatever content they happen to be engaged in, That's video right. games, uh, vlogging, whatever it happens to be. There, there are all of these ways, there are all of these access points and yeah, as, as a young person, I never saw that connection. There were, there were maybe two right. times that I saw something comics related or something that I really engaged in readily at school. And I think that's part of why, you know, that, that Brian Street way of looking at it of like, okay, home, school. Uh, again, there's a bleed over there, but uh, I just didn't find it to be particularly welcome. Right. And so that's shaped the teacher that I am. Uh, for me, it, it is about teaching. It's about the practicality. And I love it when a good theory comes together into a good practice. I Nothing as practical as a good theory is, yes. is, is my, is, is sort of my take on that is, um, you know, we're talking about critical literacy. We're talking about, you know, um, issues of, I guess we could call it the, the status quo. And then mm -hmm, how did mm -hmm. it get that way? Why is it that way? What do you think about it? Can we, and how do we push it? Uh, how do we push it? Uh, yeah. uh, how do we push it forward? Not, not re not, not remake it, but now that we've had these criticisms, how can we take what is and make it better? Um, yeah. And, and, and so how have you thought about comics in that way? Because, um, first of all, once you get past, as as longtime listeners know, comics mm -hmm. is a medium, not a genre. Mm -hmm. um, so, right. you right. know, we've got this multimodal medium, which is mm -hmm. fun to say. Um, so we've got this multimodal medium. Um, how once we get past that idea of it's it's not a genre and then also it is a deeply rich text, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a comic. Um how do you how do you bring that forward into or or how do you bring that into conversation with critical literacy conversations um in terms of like something like the a framework that you would use or uh, um close reading so things things of things of those natures that that when you're talking about taking a comic seriously in this mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. what does that look like for you and your students it's it's a very artistic process. It's a very, uh, as you mentioned, close yeah. reading, close reading of the image, uh, inspired a lot by the the thinking of people like Merleau Ponty, who were looking at like deforming reality and bringing that onto the yeah, page. dude. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the the underlying theory behind it. This idea yeah. that hey, we're taking something from around us, we're putting it on a page and we're representing something and right. my thought is if a student and again speaking to that practicality because i've lived my career trying to think of ways to notice identify literacy engage in literacy yes. and making it living and active yes. um, if we have a book where a student connects in some way and yeah. again, thinking of, thinking of little me, you know, uh, trying to connect with reading yeah. at school. Um, that's that's a powerful moment. Or to say, hey, because a lot of what I do then connects into writing. Uh, how are you going yes, to tell your story? You know, words, pictures, uh, design, whatever it happens to be. And that's, I mean, that's Friarian in in a lot of ways. Absolutely, right. words, images, and worlds. Words, right? images, and worlds. Yeah. 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 It's a Fiorian show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> it, it, people know. Um, 
And so again, just for those of us who, um, and and you know you know your audience, uh, a lot of folks here don't need a lot of convincing about um, about comics, um, mm-hmm. and and what the how they can be educative. But we're talking about some pretty sophisticated educational theoretical frameworks, but it doesn't have yeah, to be inaccessible. Yeah. Sophisticated doesn't yeah. need to be inaccessible. That's right. That's right. Um, and we, t- <laughs> we talk about <laughs> writing word sentences that no one wants to read. Well, <laughs> no, we can get into a whole, we can get into a whole thing about, you know, register or whatever, but yeah. it theoretical does not, it's the gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. It drives mm-hmm. the car. We teach who we are, right? As you, Absolutely. as you, as you just noted, um, and so we are having Friarian notions. We are bringing in um, a bunch of different ways of thinking, knowing, and being, if you like, epistemological structures, ontological structures, right? This idea of how do you tell your story? How do you create and craft the way the world should be, organized mm-hmm. society? Um, mm-hmm. Those are deep Those are deep things that, guess what? Our high school, our English, our, our, our middle school students are dealing with on a daily basis. This is a Absolutely. practical thing. Absolutely. Um, so- are there any particular texts that you have found to be, because that's one of the things that folks were like, well, what texts are you using? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so are there, a, is there a kind of text or, or can you um, talk, talk to us about maybe something that you've done or you've worked with in the classroom that's been particularly resonant with your students? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about, and, and first of all, I'll say that there is no single text. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The, the, I used to think there was this myth of this one text that every kid will relate to and, you know, it'll just unlock everything for everybody and uh, be revolutionary. And I've not found that to necessarily be the case, but I'll mention uh, Amazona by Kanazales is a really fascinating text. It's not, uh, it's not Garfield. It's not that, that kind of comic. And that, yeah. that's one of those things that I also try to put out there is, Hey, if you have this, single vision of comics there are a lot of different comics that's right um so that's that's a book that i've seen students make connections with across languages across contexts beautiful uh, which is a huge affordance uh new kid jerry craft can't say enough good friend things. of the friend of the pod jerry craft that's <laughs> yes. right that's right has he been on the pod uh yes jerry jerry has been jerry's been a guest on on the pod uh but new kid is fantastic uh, that is, whole that whole trilogy is is brilliant yeah, one of those, and I read it the summer before I started an app, and I thought, oh, I got to teach this. I got to teach this. Uh, it's one of those that kept me up reading into yeah. the night, and just it's beautiful, it's humorous, it's wonderful. And uh, he plays with that identity of the comic book reader yeah. uh, in, in such a cool way. And for people that haven't seen the entire series, it, it goes on school trip, class act, the, the other two in the series are also wonderful in uh class act the chapter dividers are call outs to other graphic novels yeah so it's sort yep. of a an in-story in-joke kind of thing and then i mean he throws things like that in and so I, that's one of the books that i i've had students read and they literally say i i see myself in this book which is that's right it's high praise it's high praise yeah um, so that's definitely, definitely a go-to, uh, other ones, stargazing, Jen Wong, love that one. Yes. Love that one. Yeah. Um, and anything that, that is kind of outside of the canon, I would say, I right mean, on. I've had students engage with Persepolis. I've had students engage with the film and graphic novel Persepolis. I've mm-hmm. had students engage with Blue Beetle. And this yeah. is in no way a plug for Warner Brothers, even though is this <laughs> is this a video podcast too? Um it is it is uh available um okay. but mostly primarily released primarily released in uh in audio form. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I have a Warner Brothers Batman Oh yeah, animated series background on. So not not trying to help them make up money from the Flash or anything like that. Just <laughs> just throwing that out there. But the but they've the, resonated with Blue Beetle for yeah, sure. Yeah, the the Jaime the Jaime Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, and that's again just speaking to the breadth of what I try to put on yeah. a classroom shelf. Yeah. And uh, next year I'll I'll teach kids, and I have learned that it's not necessarily the case that the book that I think is going to work or the book that I fork over is going to be the one. Say it. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. I, I get out the cart. We get the stacks. We look through, and you know, it's and, it's a it's a whole book dating experience, really. Well, I think it, I love that idea, and there's a couple of things. Is um, I love that idea because literacy at its at its best, I think, is is agentic, um, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it, it provides you get to actually take uh c- take control. Um, and I th- and I use that. I wanted to use that word in, on purpose because in in traditional schooling, I think yeah. we end up removing control over their own li- our, of our students' lives, like go to the bathroom, being on time, do this, yeah. do that, do this, do that, do that, right? And so when you provide not just choice or a, a selection, where it's like we'll pick A or B, that's not necessarily agentic. But when mm-hmm. you when you present. You know, you roll as you say. You roll out the cart and you say, "Okay, let's see what let's let's see what happens. Let's let's see what yeah. you resonate with." Well, then um, there is there is something meaningful just even in that process. In when it comes to literacy, this thing is literacy is something that I. Reading is something you do. Literacy is something you live. And I'm borrowing mm-hmm. deeply from KRS-One. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is something <laughs> you live, right? Yep, which, yep. um, which those are my intersecting. But, but the literate life, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I and I love that. And I I also um, I I think to to say that, uh, and it's important to note. Look, there's going to be something for everyone. Because mm-hmm. stories are for everyone, and that's why yes. we, comics is not a genre; it's a medium. Because there are that's all right. the stories in in comics, and they work in different ways. But there are all the stories there, um, the kind of stories. Um, so whether it's, uh, I think it's Blue Beetle is at Homecoming. Um, yes, is that, yeah, is it mm-hmm. brilliant? I love it. I yeah. absolutely adore that that one, and I think they're even adapting that into a uh, or some of that into uh, the upcoming film, but. Um, yep. There will yeah. always be something. Um, Nimona just came out on Netflix. <laughs> yes, um, love Nimona. Right. Thank you for mentioning um, Nimona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, I've seen that taught in middle schools. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so this idea of um, transmediated texts, right? This idea yeah. of like, well, now Nimona is a movie. What is not like? Did you like the movie or the book better? But how is right, the movie right. different? What are these texts? Of what are the affordances of these texts? Mm-hmm. These are things that students will will readily talk with you about um with with each other i mean more importantly with each other about um and it's important to to, go ahead no no no. i was just gonna say that gets into the the at least two layers of criticality one is talking with students about how something comes together how something is made but also okay what questions is this thing now asking of the world what are the questions that that you come up with because some of the the best books i think pose a lot of questions they don't necessarily answer them and readers can come That's along right. and ask their own questions it's an open-ended conversation right. and it, th- that goes against the ideas in traditional schooling too because we love our measures we love our because uh, the book says so that's yeah. exactly right that's exactly right um i mean technically right it on what page text evidence textual evidence right yeah yeah and uh, that gets to some of the things that I love to do with the books, which is having students have a variety of ways to respond, Beautiful. which as someone who gets to read, then the I've had 120 students in the past. I have about yes, 60 sir. or 70 now. You know, I get to read their stuff. I get to look at their stuff. And oh, my word, uh, I love multimodal responses, hands down, much better. Without and question. That, yeah, and having students actually be part of the process of telling me what to value in it instead of imposing a rubric and saying, here's a rubric that I'm going to have to ignore anyway because I'm not going to think of everything that you could possibly do. So what have I missed here? What? What? How do you want me to read this? How do you want me to look at this? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and where possible, when possible, I do that. The Rodney Dangerfield film where he's taking the – assessment about Kurt Vonnegut's work. Yeah. Can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Vonnegut being one of my favorites from the the canonical club. Sure. Um and Vonnegut shows up to help him 
and then he does not pass the test because right. lo and behold, oh wait, the the chained idea that gets the right answer on the standardized assessment wasn't actually what the author intended. That's Life right. is not a multiple choice. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I think what's what's interesting, and I want to come to this multi this multimodal learning here. I want to loop back to this because I think it is an essential part. Um, I always want to say have a balanced breakfast. It's an essential part yes. of thank you, thank breakfast you, of champions. thank you. Breakfast, speaking of Vonnegut, yep. um, but I want to come back to I want to come back to that notion of multimodality because I think it's an essential part of in a lot of ways um, a critical approach to to literacy in that you're yeah. you're considering it and then making uh, making it creating it's generative. Um, but I also wanted to to say, have you noticed um, that there are um, particular, uh, how, do, how do I say this? One of the things that many teachers have said to me is like, well, what if my students don't like comics? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, have you been met with some, some, have you been met with skepticism? And if so, um, what's been your, what's been your, your discussions there? Yeah, sure. Uh, when I stepped into the high school classroom this past year, uh, I was doing my get to know me presentation as one does. And there's a picture of me meeting Jim Starlin. And one of my students said, are we just are we going to read those superhero books? And I said, well, I'm getting the sense that you're not really into that. And so we didn't completely go there. Sure. At, in that moment, because I was in the middle of talking about myself, of course. Right. Uh, but. You know, the, the, in with bound up in that idea is comics are just superhero books for one thing. Right, right. Um, and so getting to push back on that a little bit and getting to explore a little bit there. And, and at the end of the day, if a student tries comics and doesn't like it, I'm really okay with that. I am okay with that. In the same way that, you know, um, romantic books, yeah. Jane Austen, are not my jam. They're not, They're my, not yeah. my jam. There's lots of stuff that I don't necessarily engage with. I can read it. Right. I've read parts of it. I get I, it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Give but it a I try. don't like Give it. it a yeah. Whirl. Yeah. And, and that's fine. And and I talk to folks is like, I, if, if we can develop an appreciation of the form. So mm -hmm. this notion of, and I, I, I talked to like, if you don't like acid jazz, that's fine, but mm -hmm. you should uh, like, understand how it works i don't particularly care for jane austen i understand why i get it yep um not, yeah. i understand jane austen I, there's nothing not there's nothing to learn i understand the form i understand why i get i can i can walk mm -hmm. you through the, mm -hmm. the the proficiencies and the the really nice the, the really nice stuff but it's just not my jam and i know yeah. right and it's it's not my vibes um as as i have heard the children's i've heard the children say um <laughs> But um, let's uh, let's let's shift into sort of you know how do I how do I assess how do I measure mm -hmm, you know you got to mm -hmm, measure mm -hmm. it you got to me yeah. you got to see if it moves if it doesn't move measure it just in case it does right yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when we're talking about this room this this these multimodal uh, concepts so mm -hmm. comics has comics as a form um, is inherently and almost necessarily multimodal, um, you're yeah. you're inviting your students to respond in kind, it sounds like. So can you talk Absolutely. to us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. And there have been a range of experiences there too between uh, the student that really engages with it, responds to it. I'm starting to get digital creation in a way that I never Ooh. had. Uh, yeah, year, years and years ago, way, way back in the 2010s when I was using comics, it was always paper um, yeah. just because that was the, the dominant way to, to sure. do things. But this past year, I got an amazing digital comic turned Very in as cool. a response. Yeah. And so that's been one of the things that I've seen. And I also have those students that say, hey, I don't like to draw. And I, I encourage the participation. I encourage the try it out. Don't apologize mm -hmm. for your art. Mm -hmm. um, try it out. You know, that, that is one of the things I was talking with um, Sally Campbell Peary earlier today and talking about <laughs> that idea of like, I need to apologize for my art. Well, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Practice it. Try it out. Um, and if if at the end of that you're still like you know I just want to write which, this that's fine too which is that's fundamentally critical right and yeah. and the idea is like 
I'm going to make something and it can be for me and yeah. it can be, it doesn't have to be marketable or mm-hmm. saleable. It doesn't even have to be good. It just has to mm-hmm. be for me. I have to like it because I wanted to make it and I made it and that's important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, and how much do you impose? I mean, at the end of the right, day, right. if I'm saying like, hey, you should do a comic. Well, what if I don't? Well, you don't get the the letter that I arbitrarily assigned to you. That <laughs> you don't you know, get that this I have J. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. That's right. right. I've, I've thought about grading in zoo animals. Like you get right. a giraffe, you get a zebra. It's that arbitrary. Um, you got a but, you snowman. Know, yeah. Exactly. What is what is this? What is this? It's um, what you want it to mean, man. No. That's right. That's right. You tell me. Um, um, <laughs> you tell uh, me. You tell me what this means. <laughs> well, how do you think you did? That's that's the. I've seen that used so well, and I've also yeah. seen it used so badly from right. the teacher who at the end of the semester in the bottleneck of the semester is like, I don't really want to grade. So yeah. you just, you put so something it's a, together. So it's, it's a dodge rather than a meaningful engagement. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> so if, so if students are, are thinking like, I don't want to write or I don't want to make a, a comic necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, are they able to, if, if, because I've had students in the past say like, well, I really want to write an S I really want to write an essay on yeah. a comic. Yeah. I really want like, they'll see an essay in the back of, in the back of a comic or the forward is like, well, I want to write the forward to a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Would that ha- has, have they engaged? Like if, if there was a student like, I don't want to draw or I don't, how much do you impose? How much do you impose? I guess is the question that I'm asking. Yeah. I, I mean, I look for that meaningful connection. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah. meaningful connection. And at the basis level, that's like, did you read the thing? Here's the check, <laughs> you know, and I yeah. try to move it beyond that to like, did you get something out of the thing? Can you respond to the thing? Had a student read, um, again, looking at choice readings, uh, a book. She was really into crime, uh, really into crime stories, which is also not exactly my thing, but she read a book about uh crime podcasting and it was like a fiction story that revolved around podcasting so guess what the natural step to her response to that book was she did a podcast she did like eight episodes and it was amazing yes yeah that's awesome now imagine me and and when i was a young teacher when students would say hey can i try this there was there was a part of me that was fearful and i was like i don't know no (laughs) maybe not the yeah and I mean, imagine that stifling of it. So I absolutely went there. And for students that are really engaged with the essay, which the, there are occasionally yeah. students yeah. that are, I've had them at the college level, had them at the high school level yep. Uh, yep. that are like, just let me write my, my essay. That's fine. I, I like it to be something beyond the sort of like formulaic yeah. essay that is yeah. so often taught. I, I like to see voice right. and things like that, right. uh, but I'll allow it. I'll allow right. it. And uh, one of my favorite ever, you were talking about hip hop a little while ago. This is mm-hmm. not hip hip hop, but it's musically related. Is the year that Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball came out. You remember uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, anytime Miley Cyrus has a song, it plays at least eight times a day when I'm driving. So I, I remember it very Correct. well. Heavy rotation. Uh, Yes. Uh, I was having students read Tolkien at that point in time. That was one of the things that we were reading and had a student create a parody song of Tolkien set to Wrecking Ball. (laughs) That's wonderfully creative. I, I wish I remember exactly how it went. But again, had it been a multiple choice test you know there were certain parts of the lyrics where yes you've read this you know this you're responding to this and not only are you responding to it comics visuals arts have this way of giving you the chance not just to check the box but you're reading it you're thinking about it your brain however this works you know the, the mystery box of your brain is processing it and then you are you're then creating something new that's right. um, which to me is more valuable and more authentic in so many ways than guessing the right letters yeah. on a test or reading through the test makers or, uh, inaccuracies or whatever yeah, it happens to be. Or, or even trying to like write for, you know, write for someone like you mm-hmm. want to write <laughs> for an audience or that you think somebody, you know, you write something and you hope that that it 
resonates with somebody, but like, what does Dr. D want me to, what does he want right. me to say? Uh, what am I supposed oh, yeah. to say here? I better yeah. not. It's like, what's he going to like? What? Yeah, exactly. Um, which, yeah. which is not, which, which is not what we're going for. This idea of, um, being able to then, you know, decode, encode, recode a text and then consume a text yep. and then yep. generate a response to it. Um, meaningful, meaningfully, what, you know, the, even in, even to some degree using sort of those, those critical media literacy skills, right? Those like, mm -hmm. who's, who made this? What was it made for? What kind of techniques are used? Um, yeah. those are really important skills, um, for, um, well, for a functioning and, and flourishing democracy, I think, but, yeah. um, yeah, absolutely. but, but for our students to be able to, uh, to, to be able to cultivate. And I think, um, I think it's really, really meaningful. Um, how are you going to, you know, we wouldn't ask a student to build a house without talking with them through what the tools are and then what they're for and then how to use them. But yeah. at the same time, they're going to build their own, they're going to build their own thing. Um, and so we can't, we can't just say, all right, go make a, make a thing, go make a mm -hmm, comic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without walking through here, are the traditional kind of, here's the form here. Are, you know, here's a panel, here's gutters, here's whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Now go, we barely know what comics are anyway. <laughs> it's right this emergent, idea is like oh, yeah, it's a they're, sequential they're narrative it's like well yes. i guess <laughs> it's a Not everything narrative. is marvel style yeah right exactly but yeah. but then and then you get into the aesthetics of it um which are harder to quantify um yes. and i and i feel like one of the pressure one of the the things for me and i don't know if you've run into this is um the the decentering of the quant the 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 quantifiable notion of of literacy, mm -hmm. right? This idea of like, mm -hmm. well, what's the answer? Like, I don't know what yeah. the answer is. The answer is make your cool crime crime podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, have you that's run in? Have you run into any of that? Have you run into any of the the, or or has it been just readily embraced by oh, by your no, students? No, no nothing <laughs> oh, sir, I ever. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> nothing is ever readily embraced. There, there's always a conversation. When you mention the democratic process and sure. uh, the the community of it, and there are always <laughs> students that uh, want to say, just just tell me what you want. Just tell me yep. what you want. I want to yep. make sure I get the grade, so I get the thing. Uh, and you know, I, I try to be as clear as I can in, in sure. all steps and sure. all ways with that, because I don't want to be frustrating to people, yeah. although I, I feel like I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> hey, lean, we, we lean into your strengths, man. That's what I do. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Like, it's so, I, what do you want me to do? It's like, well, I'm exactly. going to give you a structure exactly. and I'm going to give you some, par some parameters, but what you do with those is up to you. Yeah. And th there's always that, you know, the next question is, well, what do you like? What are you interested in? How do you see this? Uh, and generally, I know my students well enough to say, have you thought about why don't yeah. you try? You know, they're not just out there in the, the wilderness right. sort of roaming around. Right. Um, and I, I'm sort of the, the mythic. Yeah. I want something out yeah. of the ether. You're not, but, the, you're not the great Oz, right? The, right behind right. the curtain or, or whatever. But that's that's engaging them in the dialectic. That's engaging them in dialogue. Yeah. In great engaging them in an almost impromptu Socratic seminar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, you mentioned assessing, and that was one of the first things I thought about was just talking to the students, the, the, the colleagues, the people that happen to be in your space. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a very human thing. And mm. a little bit ago at the at the beginning of this, I was saying, you know, criticality doesn't necessarily mean political, mm -hmm. but it, it also depends on how you think about political. political. Because if you're yep. thinking about political, meaning I'm going to take a position between these two tribes, yeah. uh, between these two parties, uh, yeah. bicameral system, us versus them, uh, you know, it can be and it can lead to those conversations. Right. But criticality is so much bigger than that and right. even the word political is so right. much bigger than that right uh, it's and it's creating community that that distinction between partisan and political like all you know mm -hmm. like all mm -hmm. life is political and, and that you're going to take a take a stance and, and have an idea of what should and shouldn't be how it should and shouldn't but it's yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. decreeing allegiance to a particular way of um uh of alignment i guess um yeah. Yeah. as it as it were but but to engage in the the lived the lived experience of 
being in a community is is as you said it's that it's that democratic it's that uh um not apolitical but nonpartisan way of thinking about how do i hang out with yeah. other people and treat them cool um, yeah, yeah. And that, that's always it's the hardest part of inclusivity for me, I think, because uh, I appreciate the political, but the partisan is like, it, yeah, if you're coming with an automatic splinter, uh, that's it's really it's a hard divide. <laughs> um, and I do my best. But yeah, um, crafting inclusive environments where people feel welcome is is good. And uh, part of my practice yeah. Yeah. at the same time. Uh, I want people to be welcoming as part of the the community space. That's right. And that's if right. you want to be welcome, how are you welcoming? That's it's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's it's exactly um exactly where my head's at too. And and so many uh, of the folks that that uh, I know listen listen in on a on a regular basis. Um, so. I, I've written... not done a lot of citing, by the way, as we've talked about this. Is that okay? Do, people do we can need do to their reference? own. People can do their work. No, we. Yes, we have. I mean, if you want to, you oh, can yes. go ahead and give a references here. But, but we've we we've talked about everything from. Uh, well, we we've talked about a bunch of theory. Um, and the we people, have right, we um, have. which is great because it's necessary because theory and practice are not. Separate. They are not divorced. They are not. They are, they, right. And if you have an idea that's so good that you can't use it, then uh, is it really that yeah. good? And, and and so that's, I I think that's one of the things that that you know we we talked about everything from you know free area to media literacy to close reading to across we threw variety. In a little so, Merlot Ponte. We little sure Merlot did. Ponte. Yeah. Um, and um, and I think that that that's that that's important because why are we doing this is 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 something that my students will ask that whether, whether they were sixth grade or or seniors in college um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then why are we doing this is something that i ask myself on a pretty consistent basis what am i missing how am i doing it what is the you know um yeah you're talking about this this idea of like wanting wanting students to uh respond um in in this in this way uh in these multimodal modal forms this idea of understanding by design is is really mm -hmm. kind of what, what we're talking about this backwards design so there's mm -hmm. a lot we don't have to we don't have to say <laughs> but folks we do know right so you've heard it and you're like that sounds a lot like it probably is yeah yeah um, none of none of this is my original i didn't, thought. I didn't do Not that even much. my origin story listen, i just stole that listen, somewhere yeah <laughs> i didn't do that much reading to not talk about it um that's right but that's speaking right. of reading speaking of reading we're gonna we're gonna transition here now into um uh some of the books now you've edited a couple of books mm -hmm. and i want to give you a chance to to shout those out because people are are gonna hear this and they're gonna rush right out to amazon.biz buying them like cakes yeah um what what, what are the what are the books and then what, what are you working on now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first book that I ever edited way back uh, pre-pandemic, was that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever that's been? It was 38 um, years ago. I think so. Yeah, We're I only 22. So. That's right. It's a blip. It's a blip. Yeah, we That's did right. really blip, didn't we? Yeah. Cassie! Um, <laughs> I mean... You know, uh, so the and the and I will probably butcher the titles because uh -huh. I usually come up with really wall oriented. Yeah. Like the first one was originally called "Continuing the Conversation," and the publisher, which was Rutledge, said, "People, yeah, that's it's got to be what's in the box." And yeah. so it's like connecting theory and practice in middle school literacy. So sure. from the get go, I was. Yeah. I was trying to get that idea across sure. that, hey, we have the these really good ideas. I did not realize that that some of the chapters in that book would then go on to become political hot topics like critical race theory. There's a, there's a chapter about that. Um, did not realize that, that at the time I sort of predated that conversation and then the book came out in the midst of all that. So there's that one. Um, there is a critical literacy book that I've done with Rochelle Sabbats uh and leslie roberts which was really nice we invited teachers to share about their experiences uh in classrooms sharing about critical topics 
um i will i'll get the specific title i'm gonna amazon myself is that okay <laughs> yeah that's fine uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get the I've title done, done wrong <laughs> right 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 and i i should just ha- i should have these memorized but you're you're gonna know why when i when i read these teaching challenged and challenging topics in diverse and inclusive literature colon addressing the taboo in the you classroom go. you know it's good if there's a colon if there's, there's a, colon, a colon it's time it's it's for real for real that's um, right but but that's but right. good but good stuff in there um and then people can mm-hmm. people can fire up their scholar.google and they can fire up even just their their absolutely what their search engine of choice um and check you out and and, and what are you uh, what what's in the hopper what are we working on well um, right in all now, that spare time you have as a as a teacher oh yeah yeah it's it's but but it's yeah it's it feeds the, the oh, for sure. process, oh for sure oh for nice. sure um i will say working in a in a university office there was always that thing of like am i describing something that still is yes. so as we were talking about yes. earlier it's great to stay connected to practice um great to stay connected to classrooms the thing that i'm currently working on tentative title is graphic novels as critical and flexible texts and so yeah 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 we we try so good. we try that one's with NCTE. I am working on edits on the manuscript this next week. Uh, it's a solo authored gig, although yes, I've had some, some friends help me out with uh, thinking through it and thinking about the ways that it would come together. And so each one of those sections in that book deals with either a critical topic, there, there's some nice framework kind of business going on, there's a miscellaneous section. And then the other thing that I do in that book is I have a number of comics creators graphic novelists if you want to be fancy about it who have been part of the podcast that i do or part of the blog that i continue to do and so some of their words are also part of it um yeah and like sarah Barron, who uh hasn't podcasted with me but was kind enough to engage some with some words is in there duncan tonatia who has written uh, some really fascinating visual work uh, is in there, and and several several folks that you'll recognize. That's from, very cool from comic bookian, if that's a word. The comic is now world. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We just made it happen. Um, so that's that's the thing, and I'm excited to dig back into it this next week. Read through it. I think I'll be at NCTE this fall. Yes, sir. Some kind of a thread about it. I think that's what they call it—a thread. I've never done a thread. Um, I've done I've done some talks, but uh, we'll see what the what happens that's a, in the that's thread. exciting. I also will be at NCTE, so oh, nice, it's nice. it's gonna it's. It's going to be great. So if you're at NCTE, the National Council of Teachers of English, um, come say hi. We like it when people say hi. Yes, um, yeah. And now we will shift into um, our our segment that we've titled the short box. The short box is yes. our our pull our the pull list. The thing that you uh, would recommend that people go out and immediately read, watch, listen to. Yeah. What's on your what's on your short list? What's on your what's in your short box? Well, first, just let me say I love that you have segments. Uh when I podcast with people, I tend to just talk through things and and stuff and follow like four or five questions and I'm like, okay, we're done. I need like a sign off, by the way, if you have any suggestions for a sign off. Well, um, I was gonna use Excelsior and then it turns out somebody else used them. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, absolutely. That comes from somewhere. That comes from I'm somewhere. sure Live all of long. all of his stuff did. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I love that. It's very David Letterman of you. It's like know your cuts of of meat. Know your uh, cuts of meat. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you beat the clock, we stop the clock. So I love the segment. So what I'm currently reading. I just finished rereading Murder Falcon by Daniel yes. Johnson. Yeah, love the love the approach that Daniel Warren Johnson takes with that book. Love it, love it. I just finished reading Family Style by Tin Fam, um, where yes. it's a graphic novel Excellent. memoir. Yeah, and each one of those chapters uh, starts with a dish that has meant something in the author and artist's life. So there's that. And, uh, I, I continue to read the stack. My, my good friend, Adam, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, hooks me up with extra comics from his collection because he's a voracious comics reader. So I've been, I've been revisiting some older stuff too, like, uh, the fly, 
The Fly, really? which was an Impact comic. You remember the what? Fly? I remember Impact. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh wow. Oh yeah. It's it's out there. I I try to read a lot, and it's not all comics, but a sure. lot of it tends to be, especially when. Yeah. It's me choosing what I get to read, mm-hmm. which is this is most of the time, most of the time these days. So reading that uh, and recommend those watching wise. Uh, I just finished and I have, you know, good things to say. I have uh, critique early on, but actually just finished watching the HBO show True Blood oh, because I've never, never seen, seen it. Nice. Yeah. And so um again thinking critically i was watching the beginning of this thing thinking man this this main character uh could use some empowerment could use some like, how would that go down now yeah. <laughs> um it, it did grow through the show and so they have some really interesting commentary have you have you seen true blood by the way uh i when it was when it was on i did uh i haven't yeah. uh i i haven't done a rewatch um yeah. in some in some time but um I mean, but they yeah. get to some interesting places, you For know, sure. sort of thinking about. For sure. Uh, it definitely ends in a, definitely ends in a different place than where, than where it began. So there's some, definitely some yes. growth there. Um, yes. Not perfect, but interesting well, and entertaining. As, as a, as a friend of mine said, um, actually he was, it was on his episode, um, Danny, Danny Friedrich, uh, we can critique the things we love, man. That's uh, right. We don't have That's to, right. we don't have to not love them, but we can be like, that could be better. You could do That's a better right. job. So That's right. we can critique the things we love. Um, we, uh, we just watched the new season of Bluey in, a, in, in nice. our neck of the woods. That's, I've heard and that's that a counts. good one. It counts. It um, totally counts. Uh, it's one of those that, that grownups and grownups can enjoy alongside rather than having that's to suffer right. through. Um, so but, fun, but my, fun my, story my about Bluey. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, my mom, who's my biggest fan, always always we buying love the books. We She's love running that. Out. We love that. She's buying the books. Uh, she the Bluey is her go to choice to play in the background for her dogs. Yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's apparently it's entertaining for lots of demographics. There's no apparently. demographic that Bluey isn't good for. Um, so uh, did that. Um, we've been we've been watching that. Of course, I just uh, I'm. I'm in the middle of of secret invasion right now um for research yeah. purposes um yes i watched the first episode i'm still i'm meaning to make my way back to i have one. i have many i have many thoughts um which track me down on ncte and I'll, I'll give them give them all to you um and then um i just what did i just finish reading um oh um i just finished reading um I almost I almost called it Last Last Man Standing, but that's a that's a movie. It's called Last on His Feet. Oh, nice! Um, nice. It's uh, it is uh, Jack Johnson and the Battle of the uh, Battle of the Century, um, and it's a uh, um, comics biography of the the boxer Love Jack Johnson. It. So um, that's coming out from um, Live Right Live Right Text um, by um, Yusuf Dowdy and Adrian uh, Majeka. So fantastic. Um, so, um, Dr. D, Jason. Yes. Can I tell you what's next on my list? First? Yes, please do. Please do. Did you see on the Facebook that I put out the graphic novel conversation with Noam Chomsky? I right? did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I curious wanna, about this. Uh, I, I eagerly await. I, I have read. Um, I haven't read that, but um, I'm always interested in graphic in graphic adaptations of things like that. Like, um mm-hmm. And we like, know that conversation makes its way into graphic novels so well. <laughs> I'm sure it does. No, I'm always interested when I when I see stuff like that. When I see like, all right, well, here's the people's history of the United States mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a comic. I'm like, that actually is really Love interesting. It. That's yeah, really yeah. an interesting way of 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 approaching that. Um, I wonder, I wonder what it does and doesn't do. I'm always yeah. interested. So you'll have to tell me what how how Chomsky makes the makes the leap from from one to the other because sometimes it does really well like one of my favorite yeah. adaptations um and if you're and if you're still listening this is the the short box segment um one of my favorite adaptations is to teach um by bill Ayers. um mm-hmm. but then but then he does he has a comics version of that to teach a journey in comics i mean it's love brilliant that, love that. absolutely yeah. brilliant piece and it translates terrifically um and and so i'm interested to hear um i'm interested to hear about the uh about that um 
I really appreciate you you joining us here. This has been absolutely My fantastic. Pleasure. The, the um, double issue, I love it. I, I, the giant size team up. Um, That's right. We will um, Moon Knight in the Shroud. Moon Knight in the Shroud. Exactly. So if you haven't. <laughs> If you haven't heard the first part of our conversation, make sure you check out Words, Images, and um, Worlds. Um, I'm on that. Um, and, uh, 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 who, who are some of the other people you've had on there? Danny, you just interviewed Danny Fingerot from yes, from Yes, Mavics, he was on there. Uh, Jeff Smith came on. Right. Um, I, I tend to, I, I reach out to a lot of people. Yeah. So there's a nice range. Um, George Ella Lyon came and talked to me one time and I could have right. just listened to her just talk. And Brilliant. So, a number of just brilliant, wonderful, uh, wonderful guests that are uh, in, insightful, and, and I love, I, I, I truly love that 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 show. I'm so glad you're doing it. Words, images, well, and worlds. Um, so go check that out, Doctor uh, Doctor DeHart. Thank you for for joining us. Anytime. Um, and it has flown by. Oh my gosh, it's flown by. And and to you listening, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of comic school we will see you next time